almost two years old, so we are super excited uh, about um, what God is about to do in Maitland, Florida through another life-giving church. We're really, really excited about that. We're excited about what Justin and Daniil are going to do. Uh, Justin and I have been um, in-laws for a long time now. It feels like an attorney being in-lawed with you. Um, and uh, and uh, we've had some great, great times. We have a lot of, lot of similarities, and uh, I'm excited about what God's going to do in his church. And um, God's gonna do a great thing in his church, and we've been able to partner with them a little bit, and we're gonna continue to partner with them, and God's gonna do great things. Justin, um, Justin is a University of Florida graduate, and so that's pretty much a big deal. <laughs> that's the most interaction I got from some of you guys in a long time, and I'm okay with that. And, um, and uh, I wouldn't have mentioned that, except for that Florida State lost last night, so it actually makes it okay to say you know, anything about us losing. Anyway, so, but uh, Justin's gonna share with us from God's Word today. Can you do, do me a favor, church? Can we stand to our feet, and can we welcome Pastor Justin to preach to us today? Thanks. Thank you, guys. But I can't believe that I'm here right now because it's already September. And I'm terrified because we start less than a month from now. October 1st is our first day. And Wes came to me in June and said, hey, would you mind speaking on, on September, what is today, the 3rd, right? I don't even want to talk about the date because I'm terrified. But um, I said, yeah, sure, that's no problem. You know, it's June, you know, so okay, no problem. And now I can't believe we're officially here. It's incredible. You see here my family. This is uh, me, obviously. I'm the tall guy with the beard. My wife, Danil, who was up here on the keyboard, and my five-year-old, Davis, and my three-year-old, Jilly, we are officially church planners, and we're launching Anchor Church on October 1st, and we can't be any more excited. I actually shared an email with my, my, my team this last week. I don't know if anybody here is Saved by the Bell fans, but you know Jesse when she was going through the caffeine pills? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm scared. That's how I am right now, and uh, so that I, maybe you can relate with me on that. But I'm excited to be here. Wes is a brother to me, and I, I'm so thankful for who, who he's been in my life. I've been um, a part of the family now for almost 10 years. My wife and I celebrate 10 years in November. And Wes has been uh, leading me and being uh, a, good, a good friend of mine and a brother the whole way through, so I can't thank him enough. I actually give him credit for helping me be in ministry. I've been at a church now for almost nine years. And um, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd be at that church. He put in a good word for me. And uh, so I, I, give, I give Wes a lot of the credit to, to how I got where I was and where I am. And uh, obviously the Lord is, is a part of that as well, but he was a big influence on that. My, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law are the same way, and they're here as well. So I, it is a great joy to be here, and I'm thankful for them and their influence in my life. And it was so cool just a couple seconds ago to see my mother-in-law taking a picture of her two girls on stage. And the joy that just must be in them to see that. Is, is so overwhelming to me where I was, I was getting emotional because that is, like, that is like goals, right? As, you know, when I see that and see the joy that is in their eyes, like that's what I want. That's the type of legacy that I want. So it's an amazing thing. It's such a cool thing to be a part of this family. So it, it, is, a, it is a pleasure to be here and I thank you for having me here today. And uh, I wanna share a couple different things with you, just kind of where I'm at. This, 
This, uh, this, this passage that we're going to go through today is something that has kind of shaped me and kind of got me ready and got me to where we are to plant a church, at least my mindset, my, my, my heart. And I, that's really what I want to share with you. And it's really kind of the heart that's behind Anchor Church. And so I, I want to share that with you. Um, but first, I want to I I think about something with you uh, a little bit, and that is the idea of waking up. Who, who loves to wake up? Come on. Nobody loves to wake up, right? So anybody, that are, anybody out there, um, snoozers, use the, use the snooze. My wife and I snooze like crazy. As a matter of fact, like two days ago, I told my wife, I said, hey, I got to change the, 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 the tone of my, my snooze because I just sleep through that thing. I'll just keep hitting snooze, keep hitting snooze. It, it, she averages maybe six snoozes before it's, it's time to get up. I'm about a five, so we're, pretty, we're made for each other in that sense. But um, it, it's crazy. But, but here's the point of the snooze. It's supposed to wake you up, right? Like, ever, ever get up in the middle of the night and, and, I don't know, step on an animal that you have, like a cat, and, like, that wakes you up, right? When I was, um, when I first got married, I had a friend help me move. Uh, we, had just, we had just started renting this apartment, my wife and I. She wasn't there yet. Actually, I don't even think we were married yet. We were still engaged, and we were, I was trying to get the, 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 the whole place set up to make it, make it good. The furniture was all being moved in and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I had a friend help me move in, all the furniture and everything. And we had mattresses on the floor, and, and, and it was late. We, we had got all, everything in, and we were sweating, and, and he was, his house was like a half an hour away. I said, Matt, why don't you just crash here? We'll, we'll wake up early. We can finish here, or you can head out, whatever. That way you don't have to drive. You can sleep here. We've got mattresses on the floor. It's no big deal. So I lay on one mattress. He's on the other, and, and uh, it's cool like that, right? Um, and so in the middle of the night, I wake up. I go to the bathroom so bad. So I go into my bathroom. I'm still trying to feel my way around because it's an unfamiliar place completely, you know. And I go into the bathroom. And it was one of those places where there was, there was like a little bathroom within a bathroom. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the toilet was in an, its own little room. So I, I open up that door and I start to get ready. I didn't want to turn lights on because I didn't want to get, you know, woke, you know. And, and then um, I start to get ready to go. And all of a sudden I hear, Justin, 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 wait, 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 wait. And my friend was sitting right in front of me. And I'm telling you, that made me jump back. That made me wake up. That'll wake you up. And so I think about that, and I think about that feeling like when, when you're like dead asleep and all of a sudden you just wake up, you, you know. That happens to us in real life, but also happens when in, our, in our spiritual journey, in our walk a little bit. And so in my walk, in my life, recently I had a spiritual awakening, I guess you can say, um, where I felt God was kind of leading me in a certain way. And there's been times in probably the last three or four years where I kept hitting snooze. I was telling God, no, not right now. Not right now. Not right now. And finally it hit me, and I woke up, and I saw what God was doing in my life. And that's where Anchor Church comes from. That's what I want to share with you today. And this is the heart that's behind it. And, and I, I just wanted to share that story with you because maybe you're out there today and you keep hearing God or you keep hearing something and you don't really know what that is. What I'm telling you is the Holy Spirit working in your life telling you, hey, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up because there's more in this life than just hitting the snooze button every time something God's doing in your life. Or he wants to move. There's more to it than just doing the same thing over and over and again. And I started thinking about this, right? And if you, the average snooze, when you hit snooze, it's nine minutes. I just said in, in ministry, it's been nine years and I've been hitting the snooze. 
I don't want to go another nine years of keep doing the same thing. And so maybe in your life, there's something that the Lord is pushing on you to, to get going, to wake you up so that you're woke, but you keep hitting snooze. So I'm telling you, don't hit snooze anymore. Wake up. See what God has for you. And pay attention. See what's around. And that's, that's, that's what it is today. So we're going to read about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't. It's a good thing if you don't know about it because today I'm going to teach you a little bit about it. But it's found in Luke chapter 10, verse 25. But before we even get into the scripture, if you don't mind, I'm going to pray. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for this day and I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for Hope Church and the celebration that they'll have in two years here in just a couple weeks. Lord, I thank, I thank you for Wes. Thank you for the influence of, of him, my family, and the people that are here today that are with Anchor Church. I thank you for, for who they are and what they're doing. I thank you for this church and the body that's here, the people that are doing things who have woke. And, and Lord, for the people in here today that need to be awakened, I, I pray that you would just inspire them today with your word. Let it be nothing about what I have to say, but everything that you have to say. I pray that you would bless this time. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, it says this, Just then the expert in the law stood up to test him, him being Jesus, and he said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? See, you already see that this is somebody that everybody loves to deal with, right? Because it says that he's an expert in the law, right? Who loves to deal with experts in the law? Because we know experts in the law as lawyers, right? Fun people. Any lawyers in the house? Good. Okay. All right. Just then, an expert in the law stood up and said to him, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds, he says, well, what's written in the law? If you're the expert in the law, if you're the lawyer, what's the law say? And the law is referring to the Old Testament that was passed down generation after generation after generation. And, and people like this expert in the law. And a lot of people would have the Old Testament memorized. They would have it just down pat. They knew what it said. So the people that were around this guy that even said, you know, hey, what's, what, what does it say? Jesus said, well, hey, what's... You know the law, so what does the law say? And he answered, or Jesus said, well, how do you read it? And he answered, and he's quoting here. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And it's like Jesus is going, ding, 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 ding. You've answered correct. You've answered correctly, he told him. Do this, and you will live. But just wanting to justify himself, right, kind of like we always do. Okay, well, you know, I understand that I'm supposed to do this. But that's like the dirtiest word. You know, forget all the four-letter words. But is, is a danger because we start to come up with excuses. So wanting to justify himself, wanting to come up with excuses, he asks Jesus, well, then, who is my neighbor? Which I, this, is, this is how awesome Jesus is. So many people would ask him questions come up with him with different thoughts and say different things, try to challenge him, trying to test him. And Jesus would often not really respond with an answer, right? We already saw, well, what is, he, he says, well, earlier he, he says here, what is written, uh, um, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Instead of a, a direct answer, Jesus says, well, how is it written in the law? How do you read it? And then he says again here, who is my neighbor? And Jesus took up the question and he said, um, and he, he starts to tell a story. This man went down from Jericho or down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He starts to tell this story. So again, we, we don't see an answer directly from Jesus because he knows that he's trying to get tested here. So, so Jesus starts to tell this story. And, and he says, I took up the question, Jesus took the question and he, in verse 30, and he says, a man was going down 
from Jerusalem to Jericho. And I'm, I'm going to pause there for a second because I think this is pretty important here. It says that a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. In my Bible, I underline the word down here because I think it's so important. If we start to really dig into what this is trying to say and what Jesus is trying to communicate, we have to look at the fact that he's saying down here. Why is he saying down? Why didn't he just say going from Jerusalem to Jericho? He went down. A man was going down. Down, diddy, down, diddy, down, down, down. You guys with me on that one, right? Do, 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 do. Okay, anyway, all right, here we go. He was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, Jerusalem, we know Jerusalem as this holy place even now, right? Back then, same deal. It was a holy of holy places, a holy of holy cities. People went there to get blessed. People took their offerings there. Everything was, it was a holy city just as it is now. Everybody knew it as a holy city. Jericho, on the other hand, was not that, not that way. There, there was a wall that was around Jericho. I mean, there was, there was, it's a city of destruction. When we're talking about walls coming down, it's talking about the walls of Jericho coming down. Jericho was a place of just destruction. So we have this idea of a city of blessing coming down to a city of destruction. Okay, going down. City of blessing to a city of destruction. So here's this man making this journey. Very similarly, 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 similar, sim, similar, you know what I'm saying? Similarly to uh, our own lives, right? We, we, we take this place, we're going from a city of, of blessing to a city of destruction. We, we go from a place where we're making good decisions to the place where we're making bad decisions. We're going to a place where we're born into this life and we're born into sin and how every single day in our life we get further and further away from God until the moment that we meet God, but we're going from a place of blessing to a place of destruction. He fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead, laying on the side of the road. A priest, or should I say, a pastor, Wes, happened to be going down that road and when he saw him, he passed by to the other side. So Pastor Wes walks up, and he sees the man laying half dead on the side of the road, and he walks away. And I use his name there because it says priest here, but here's a person who is regarded as very high, right? A high priest or a person of great character sees this man. This is Jesus' story. Sees this man and avoids him, walks to the other side of the road. When Jesus is telling this story, he's telling this story to a bunch of people, and it would have been a surprise that this priest would have avoided this man on the side of the road. You would think, who's going to help this guy? Oh, Pastor West would be the first person to help this guy. Completely avoids him, right? All right. In the same way, a man wearing a I Love My Hope Church t-shirt arrived at that place and saw him and passed by on the other side. So again, it's not necessarily Pastor West this time, but it's somebody that says, hey, I love my church. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a holy person. But again, Jesus is saying, hey, listen, the person that you thought was going to take care of this guy, again, avoided this guy. He passed by to the other side. Then a Samaritan. Now, surely the Samaritan's not going to help him. That's how this was looked at. Like, it Usually when you see somebody on the, on, on the road asking and begging for money, it's a homeless person, right? And, and you think, okay, we're going to help this. Here's the other way around. Let's imagine that the homeless person was the one that helped. Somebody that you could think of that would never try to help somebody. 
is helping this guy, right? That's what the Samaritan was. The Samaritan, on his journey, came up to him, saw the man, and he had compassion. He went over to him. He bandaged his wounds. He poured out olive oil and wine. Both of these were, were healing things. The, the oil helped um, clean the wound. The, the, the wine helped clean it and help, um, the, the oil also helped um, bandage it and help protect it, kind of like we would use a neosporin. And he helped him put him on his animal and brought him back to the inn and took care of him. So he brought him, he put him on this animal, and he, and he, he took him on this journey. He said, listen, I'm going to take care of you. I bandage you. Some people think that the wine is a symbol for the blood of Christ changing this man, healing this man. And the oil is like the Holy Spirit coming into his life and changing him completely. So it's the time that he meets Jesus and responds to the Holy Spirit all in his wound, takes him to the house, takes him to the inn, very similarly to how we would invite somebody to come be a part of the church to a place where you can find healing, where you can get help, and you can grow, and you can get to know the Lord takes him to the inn and took care of him the next day. He took out two denarii and he gave, it's a money, a small amount of money, it's a good amount of money, came to him, to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. And come, when I come back, I'll reimburse you to, for whatever you spend. So he takes him to the house, takes him to the inn, and he's going to take care of him, gives him money, brings money to the house to support what the house is doing, right? Very similar to the church, right? Okay, and then Jesus asks this man, okay, Remember, tells this whole story, and then asks this, he says, which of these three proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robber? So one thing that we have to see at the, in this whole story is that we need to start learning. And this is where Anchor Church, and I know that Hope Church is the same, the same heartbeat, is that we need to see as Jesus sees. So the man asks him, what, who, how, who, who's going to be um, the person that is, is my neighbor? And Jesus starts to tell this story. And, and through this story, you start to see how Jesus sees. He sees that it's not just always going to be the holy person. It's not going to be always the person who's wearing the Christian t-shirt. It's, it, it's going to be the least of these. It's going to be the, the least that you would expect. It could be anybody. Whoever is willing to see as Jesus sees will recognize who their neighbor is. So my question to you today is how willing are you to see as Jesus sees? And are you seeing as Jesus sees? Because in this life, we, we see these people broken, half dead on the side of the road all the time. That was me. That was me in my life. There have been plenty of times that I was beaten half dead on the side of the road, but there's been plenty of people that have come into my life and have been the good Samaritan to say, get up, let's get you fixed up, let's take care of you. We're that person on the side of the road. But we're also the person that can help. And we're also that person that's going to help you get bandaged. In a place like this is where we start to begin to see more as Jesus sees and where we can respond more to how he is leading in our life. And that's the next thing. We see as Jesus sees but respond as Jesus leads. See, Jesus is doing different things in our life all the time, but too many times we're hitting the snooze button. We, can, we may see it, but we don't respond to it. So, so here's the next thing. You need to respond as Jesus leads. Jesus is leading in your life in different ways, but are you willing to respond? In my life, he was working on me for a while to, to, to plant a church. And I kept saying, well, no, I'm not qualified. No, I'm not good at this. I'm, no, I'm, I can't do that. Or no, I need more experience. 
But finally it hit me, just like it hit me when I was reading this story, that, that I can see as he's seeing, but you know what? He's leading in my life, and I need to take this step. I need to wake up. I need to get woke. I need, something needs to happen where I need to take action. I can't keep living my life the way that I've been living it because it's too comfortable. There's nothing comfortable about planning a church. Wes can tell you that. I'm sure he's told you that. I was in a church where I, I was there almost nine years, and, and I was grooving, right? Things were great. But deep down, there was something inside of me that was burning to, to, to leach out, uh, leach out, to reach out and do something more. And finally, I responded as Jesus, Jesus was, was leading. So we need to respond or lead as Jesus leads. I love this story. And I love it because I've read so much about this story. But recently I was reading through it. And I was thinking about the man. He's going on this journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. And we see this Jesus is telling this story and we know that he's going from a city of blessing to a city of destruction. We don't know anything about this man. We don't know what his life was like. We don't know why he was on that journey. This road was known as like the bloody highway. They knew that this sort of thing happened all the time. And my question, when I think about this man and I think about this story is, it's like, why is he alone? Why is he on this road? Why is he on this journey, this, this bloody highway? Why, why is he doing this alone? So many of us, when we're making this journey, and, and maybe we're making bad decisions, or we, we don't even realize it, but we're walking on this road from Jerusalem to Jericho, we're, we're by ourselves too. But my man here is, he's, he's making this journey, and he knows it's a dangerous journey, but why is he doing it alone? Why aren't there other people with him? I'm sure he knows people. Maybe he's a part of a church. But why is he doing this journey alone? And that's where it hit me. I don't want people doing this thing alone. I don't want people doing this journey alone. If you're making that decision to go from Jer Jerusalem to Jericho, don't do it alone. And that's as a church where I want to come alongside people and say, hey, listen, you're making a bad decision. Don't do this thing. Don't walk down this road. Don't do this path. Don't do this thing. I'm going to walk, walk right alongside of you. I got the, We're going to do this thing together. And so at some point, get with him. Maybe have three or four people. Because, listen, do you think he would fall into the hands of robbers if four, five, six, ten, twelve, twenty people were walking alongside of him? Right? I mean, I think I could take down Floyd Mayweather, right? If it's just me and him. But you see his posse that he had with him? I'm not, I'm not challenging him then, right? That crew, that's a good crew. If he was making this journey by himself, he could fall into the hands of the robbers very easily. But if he's got people with him, there's no way. And as a church, we want to come alongside people and say, hey, listen. I know that you're going down this road and maybe you don't want to be on this road by yourself, but we're going to come alongside you and, and, and just walk with you for a little bit. And at some point, maybe we could turn you back around and say, hey, listen, you, God's doing so much better things this way. 
why don't you come follow this way? Let, let's see as he sees and let's respond more as he's leading in your life and turn back around. That's where we all are. And as a church, we're, we want to reach out to these people. And, and the, the thought of Anchor Church was birthed a couple years ago, and it's been developed in my heart more and more. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to be able to, to let people know that we're not perfect. And we actually have a logo. Our anchor defines who we are. So that anytime ever, anybody ever sees our logo, that, that, that people in our church can say, well, this is who we are. We're Anchor Church, and if you look at the very bottom of our logo, you can see that it's got some blemishes because, hey, listen, we all, we all got blemishes. We're not perfect. We're not perfect people, and we're not a perfect church. So if you're looking for something else, go somewhere else. But we're not a perfect church. And because of our imperfections, we recognize that there's a Savior who died on the cross for our sins, for our imperfections, to be made whole, so that we be made whole in him. So in the middle of our logo, you can see that there's a cross because we recognize that we need Jesus. And better than, than Jesus just dying on the cross for our sins and being made whole in him, he walked out of a tomb three days after being dead. And so every single Sunday, we hype the hope of a risen Savior. And you'll see at the top of our logo there, there's a symbol of an empty tomb. We hype the hope of a risen Savior. And because of all of that, because of, because of what he did for us, we have our arrows pointing outward at the bottom. And it, and it says that we're generous because we're going to be a generous church. We're thankful for what Jesus has done in our life. And with our time, our talents, our treasure, and our testimony, we're going to make a difference in the lives of people around us, not just in our city, but around the world because we're a generous church. Because we care about the man walking on that road by himself. The Good Samaritan gets a lot of the recognition to go and helping, but I want to recognize the fact that this man was walking by himself and he didn't necessarily have to be. And we're going to come alongside the people in our city and our neighborhood and love on them and care for them, take care of them if they're bloody and, and battered on the side of the road, but, but help them turn back around. So my challenge to you today, church, is to recognize what God is doing in your life. You may be sitting here today and you think, man, I don't, I don't know what God's doing at all. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes you could be just sleeping right through that snooze button and not pay any attention. So see as Jesus is seeing. See what's, what's happening. Maybe pray. Today, just pray. And it's a simple thing. Just say, God, hey, I need to start seeing. Will you start showing me? And maybe you've been seeing. I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe you've been hitting the snooze. Maybe you're like me and you need to wake up. I want to challenge you today to respond as Jesus is leading in your life. Wake up. Step on a cat. Whatever you need to do, wake up and see what Jesus is doing and start to respond to it. And above everything, have compassion. Find people in your life that need Jesus. Find people in your life that need encouragement. Find people in your life that need to be picked up because they're bloody on the side of the road. And Jesus will start to do some amazing things. When you make your prayer, God, use my life to make Jesus famous, he's going to answer that prayer. <laughs>